I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, an emergency version of this podcast, save for big occasions, and this is certainly one of those. The nation's number one running back, Ruben Owens, announced his commitment to Texas A&M on Wednesday night, uh, just a few hours after decommitting from Louisville. Brian, just huge news and, and a, a huge boost to this class with signing day two weeks away at this point. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big need. A&M doesn't have any skill position uh skill position guys committed or didn't before uh, before Owens announced. And, you know, now they got a big five-star, the nation's top uh, top rated running back. And so even with the Louisville commitment, uh, Owens hosted Jimbo Fisher almost all day uh, on Tuesday. You know, coaches, head coaches can go in home starting uh, starting late last week. So, open, oh, you know, Ruben hosted uh, Jimbo Fisher. And then on uh, Wednesday, early afternoon, late morning, he told uh, Jimbo Fisher that he planned to flip to A&M. So, uh, you know, waited a little bit to go public a few hours ago, public said, you know, after decommitting, didn't want to do both announcements at the same time, but yeah, huge get, uh, huge get for A&M, especially, you know, with, uh, Devon A chain declaring for the NFL draft just yesterday, you know, there's gotta be somebody that steps in for him. And Owens is, is an every down back like A&M doesn't necessarily have on campus right now. Yeah. And, you know, let's give a lot of credit to this Texas A&M staff because this Recruitment has taken a lot of winding roads and um, hasn't been a straight line. He committed to Texas at one point, committed to Louisville, has been trending to Oklahoma. TCU's had a lot of buzz in this recruitment. And this staff has stayed pretty consistent with their message that you're our top priority and and you're the top back and, and we're going to get you to stay home. And, you know, one of the things we talked about earlier this summer after the Louisville commitment actually was the closer things got to the early signing period, and when Texas A&M could get on the road and when they could get into his home and be able to have some of those discussions, that's when the convincing really started. And, and we weren't going to be shocked if Ruben Owens showed up on campus at some point this fall. Didn't necessarily happen, didn't make it in for a game, but, you know, this Texas A&M staff stayed at it, stayed on him, and was ready to pounce on the opportunity when Scott Satterfield left for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, it, it was an opportunity uh, that opened. You know, it's funny. At the beginning of the year, it looked like uh, Satterfield might be fired, and A&M fans yep. were, were looking at, you know, <laughs> looking for that to possibly get, it, get them back into it. And then, you know, he ends up not just not being fired, but leaving for a different job. Um, I do think Owens, you know, Owens, Ruben, 
maintained communication with A&M this whole time. A&M never gave mm-hmm. up. A&M was sort of the one constant in the recruitment. I mean, he, you know, like you said, he committed to Texas at one point, you know, doing so over Oklahoma and A&M at the time. When he got committed to Louisville, it was sort of out of nowhere, out of nowhere, but it was ahead of A&M at the time. A&M has been there, has been the one main school in his recruitment this whole time. So, um, so yeah, the coaches just did a great job. Tommy Robinson uh, did a really good job. He's a guy that uh, Ruben is a is a big fan of and, and wants to play for at A and M. So, yeah, this one this one is really on the staff for being persistent and knowing their audience. And for me, it also brings back memories last a year ago at this time of Gabriel Brownlow Dindy and what happened there when you know Lincoln Riley leaves for USC. Jimbo Fisher doesn't in home with Gabriel Brownlow Dindy and pulls off a flip there from Oklahoma. This has a very similar feel, and you know it it rewards. It will reward staffs who stay on a kid, who stay stay patient. And you know, I know people kind of joked about it and, and made fun of it when things weren't weren't kind of going well. But Jimbo Fisher was dead serious when he talked about at SEC Media Days and talked about it during the season that you recruit until the early signing period and until that pen goes to paper for situations like this where the opportunities do arise <laughs> and and you're able to land one of your top sorry, prospects. Sorry about that, man. That's dog's been quiet all day. And now this is like two <laughs> podcasts in a row. That, that <laughs> he just loves to make an appearance on our podcast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He wants to be famous. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned Gabe Dendy. I think it's, uh, you know, it is similar with both uh, schools losing their coaches. But I think both guys really did, you know, have that mm-hmm. desire to be at A&M, even in the back of their minds, you know, a little bit when they were committed to those other schools. So A&M remains, you know, uh, remains in contact with both of them, keeps recruiting them hard. And yeah, there was the opportunity to jump whenever, uh, you know, the coaches left, but both guys very well could have done it even without that happening. I mean, the staff just had been relentless on them. No doubt. And, you know, for Texas A&M, this has been one of the guys that they've been hunting all year long is a, is a guy like Ruben Owens that can carry the ball 30 times a game and, and be kind of a workhorse. And obviously A&M would love to kind of have a one-two punch, but, you know, Owens is a guy that took the ball game in and game out, had over 7,000 yards over the course of his high school career and and played in an offense at El Campo where he was really the guy and he was the focus of every single defense. I know you and I have both watched him. You know, you've been watching him for close to three years. I've been out to several of his games. And, you know, I think the game I went to last year and saw him in the playoffs had, I think it was 41 carries or 39 carries and, you know, just continue to get up and had close to 300 yards on the ground and, you know, just a guy that will take the ball as as much as you as you need him to, and I think that's exactly what A and M was kind of looking for in this class, and and what a what a land to be able to add a guy like that to their offense. Might I mention the first skill player that they've added to the class yeah. is the nation's top running back. That's not bad. Yeah, not, not a bad not a bad deal at all. And I mean, yeah, you talk about it. so yeah. I mean, he's the first uh, skill position commit, which you know leads to the question, you know, what happens next and. You know, there's exactly two weeks until the early signing period. So, you know, A&M's got some momentum now. I mean, they, they already had it, but, I mean, they're still going after, you know, not an offensive skill position, but Anthony Hill, a five-star. They've got a defensive skill position player in uh, Tony Mitchell, an Alabama commit, uh, officially visiting next weekend, you know, who's who's a five-star. You know, Jaden Platt uh, visiting next week and a four-star committed to Stanford. I mean, A&M, you know, things were really quiet on the recruiting trail for a while, but um, as has been the case under Fisher in all of his years, at AM so far. I mean, I, I think they are going to uh, finish strong. And it, that wasn't something that was very readily apparent, you know, prior to this commitment. But I really do think 
just helps get the ball rolling with momentum. No doubt. And, you know, the, you and I both mentioned they're going to sign skilled players in this class. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah, it was ridiculous and if the, anybody was saying they weren't. You know, so. Absolutely. And, you know, Jaden Platt's a guy that, you know, at one point they led for coming out of the pool yeah. party. Uh, weren't sure they were going to take a tight end in this class. And so that, you know, he ended up committing to Stanford now that A&M's pushing for him and Florida's pushing for him really hard to let's, let's, let's not forget that they're going in home as well and um, are looking to upgrade their tight end room. So he's certainly a big priority for them, but you know, Texas A&M is pushing for him. They're, they're pushing for Marcel Reed. I've gone in home with Marcel Reed and, you know, looking to push for him. They're, they're going to continue to stay aggressive. And I think this shows you that they're going to, they're going to continue to try to attract top talent and, and, you know, they're going to see where they stand at, at the early signing period and go from there. But this certainly gives them some momentum to just be able to, and it also gives them momentum with their current class for any guys that were, were still on the fence or guys that oh, for sure. you know schools were looking to poach to be able to add a guy like him and be able to give this recruiting class a jolt two weeks before the early signing period. I don't think that should be discounted either. It's absolutely huge to be able to, to land a guy like this. And, you know, we'll see what, what he's like as a recruiter. He's obviously a, a very well-known guy in Texas is close with a lot of kids. I expect him to be very active trying to recruit for Texas A&M, just like he was in the past couple of weeks for Louisville. Oh, no, for sure. I, I expect that as well. And, you know, we talk about the momentum. I, I think it also helps that, yeah, A&M had 17 guys enter the transfer portal that were, uh, that were on scholarship mm-hmm. this past season. But we've talked about this. The majority of that freshman class – you know, they only lost one freshman they would have been able to keep, at least at this point, in, uh, in Ish Harris. So, um, you know, the majority of that class thing put uh, was huge for momentum, which all goes back to that LSU game. I mean, that was a really big win, uh, you know, both for the current players and uh, players coming in. So, yeah, this could be uh, yet another fun early signing day to watch. I mean, uh, you and I have been really busy for the last uh, for the last few of those. And, you know, ever since Jimbo came in, I, his first year, there was no early – no, there was an early signing period, but – he came in. He, he didn't sign many. There were nine commitments on the on the February signing day. Afterwards, nine guys made announcements for A and M. And while I don't expect that this time, you know, there's going to be there's going to be some additions for sure. No doubt. And look at a guy like Peyton Bowen too. We we forgot to mention him. He A and M had an in home with him as well. This could potentially you know provide provide a boost and, and a jolt there as as well. And you know. Um, I just think I, I think this is this is something this staff is very good as well about and is very cognizant of timing. We've talked about this before oh, yeah. on this podcast as well. Jimbo Fisher was very cognizant of if I can get a guy like Ruben Owen and, and be able to build momentum. And and the other thing that that comes to mind for me is you mentioned some of those guys returning. Now this is not a bad returning core to be able to have with yeah. you know you've got Connor Wigman in place, you've got Le'Veon Moss and Amari Daniels looking to take over for. But Devon Ache, now you add a guy like Ruben Owens. And, you know, on the outside, you've got Evan Stewart, you've got Moose Muhammad, Donovan Green. You know, the the there's there's a lot of again talented pieces. Now what they do For with sure. that, they're still gonna need to be more consistent and and perform up to their level. But there's a lot to build off of there. Oh, for sure. I mean, I yeah. This uh, you know, especially after the LSU win. Anum's going to be ranked pretty high in the preseason again. I mean, I and I know fans have been burnt by the, you know, by five and seven, but I think that, uh, you know, who knows if they'll live up to that, but I do think it'll be a lot better 
better than this year. And it's, you know, those guys, I'm Evan Stewart, I think has a chance to be ridiculously special with the year under his belt. No question. No question. Well, big, big day for Texas A&M landing again, the number one running back in the class. And, and they're certainly going to look to, to build off that. It's going to be a busy and fun couple of weeks on the recruiting trail to cover. So be sure you're locked into Giggum 24 seven and locked into our YouTube channel and Spotify and iTunes for all the latest. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Giggum 24 seven sports podcast. Until then have a good week, everybody. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.